tell us your name? My last name is Lee, Bruce Lee. And he just hit a certain moment in history where people were looking for that kind of hero. The truth, in fact, is we were just at the cusp of that fame when he passed away. We're really getting into this guy, and all of a sudden he's gone. The next question is, can we find another Bruce Lee? We want Bruce Lee's movie. Impossible. He died. Yeah, but we still want Bruce Lee's movie, man. They would go to people in the martial arts schools, the gymnasiums and so forth. Hey, anybody look like Bruce Lee? Uh, anybody who's good? I didn't know at the time he was a real person because I'd see other people playing Bruce Lee. And they give name called Bruce Lee. Me? He's playing Bruce Lee. I looked down and said, well, if I really stretch my imagination a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Lee, who is this Bruce Lee times 10, this gigantic muscular guy. You are the famous Bruce? Yes, I'm Bruce. Hello. My name's Bruce Lee. Kind of looks a bit like Bruce Lee. You know, give him a pair of big sunglasses and a bowl haircut and we can turn him into it. You're looking for me? Just when you thought you had seen all of his films, he's back. Get him. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee. Bruce Ty. Bronson Lee. A good crew could shoot a complete film in 15 days. It was tough. Oh, many people get hurt. We were constantly successful with these pictures. First kind of wave of these films pivoted around Bruce Lee's death. I'll have to find out if there was some foul play, and if there was, I'll avenge. People wanted more. There was no video at the time. Films like this weren't going to appear on TV for years. The other was sequels and prequels and pseudo spin-offs. What if he had lived and he played Indiana Jones? We stick him in New Guinea and he got Bruce Lee in New Guinea. Crazy fun. Go so you're Bruce Lee? Yes. It was the golden time of the filmmaking. Cut! Yeah! Yeah! Whoa! What's that? Woo! We do the thumb. We gotta do the thumb now. What is going on? <laughs> there we go. That's right. What's going on? It's your boy Preston. That's right. Fat Samurai Guy hanging out with two legends today. You know them. You love them. The Master of Remaster. Duran Duran. That's right. Duran right. <laughs> Duran is here. Oh, no. You got to represent the shirt now. Let me go. Let me blow it up now. Oh, Frank just went last up. night to the concert. Dude. I was yeah. at the concert last night, baby. Represent, oh, represent yep. the concert. That's right. Yep. Representing good music. Yep. Thank yeah, you. brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have you here. Frank Jang, y'all know him. He's a regular here. It's it's his channel too by, by now. <laughs> we share the channel of badassity. <laughs> but speaking of badassity, holy moly guacamole. Here he is. He's done it all, folks. Actor, martial artist, director, writer, Michael Worth. Welcome to the channel, brother. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm man. Be, I've been trying for years. Yeah, first Frank, Frank keeps Frank keeps telling me you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And then finally, no. went, okay, grasshopper, it's time for you to. No, it's my it's my ego. The show. It's my ego. No, no, no. They're going to be one legend on Fat Samurai's channel. <laughs> one legend. 
Oh my goodness, but it's great having you here, man. It's great to meet you finally uh, in person. I've enjoyed your work over the years, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have some fun, but uh, I had to start the show off right. I got to get the right tone of badassity with the enter of Clones Bruce. Blah, 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 I fucked it up. All right. All right, enter <laughs> the clones of Bruce Dang. documentary trailer. Had to kick it off right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how we roll. Got to set the tone. But we're going to get into that a little bit later and a little bit of behind the scenes. I can't wait to hear you and Frank's stories behind the scenes. The creation of the documentary that's taken over the world. Seven yes. years in the making. It is taking over the world. Yeah, yes. pretty close. Yes, and uh, you know I'm so happy. You know, congratulations on you guys' success with this. Thank you. And uh, I'm dying to see it. <laughs> I'm dying oh, to see yeah, it. We should have we should have had you see it first. Yeah. So you oh least... no, it's all good because uh, you know I've seen a few clips when we were me and Frank hung out at Comic Con, and yeah. I'm going to show a oh, few good. clips just for you, Michael, and the audience watching right now. All right. Uh, so that way you can hear some of the reactions because they enjoyed the trailer. And the clips that uh, Frank shared, so you're gonna enjoy that, Michael. Oh, but, uh, nice. let's, yeah, let's uh, see, uh, say what's up to the to, to the chat right now, baby. That's right. We got a Chong here. Best of the best is one of the greatest tournament fight movies ever. Everyone's saying hello here. Brandon throwing it up, throwing it up, saying hello. Uh, we he's already like, hey, you got to talk about how's it, how's it working with. Stephen Vincent Lee, Ron Yuan, Andy Chang, Shane Lacey, oh, Lorenzo Lamas. Some of the oldies but goodies, yeah. Yeah, we got all the questions right here. Oh, yeah. You got Shin Batman. It's called To Be the Best that Michael Worth worked on with Martin Cole from Cobra Kai. Look at that. You got fans uh, correcting other fans. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it's all love here. We're having we're having a blast it's here. Fighting. We got Fist of Iron is my favorite Michael Worth film next <laughs> to Street Crimes. Look at that. Yes. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. Got some hardcore two fans. Classics, here. two classics. Yeah, fans of Bruce Le Bruce Lay movies. That's right. Oh yeah, and uh, Frank Jang is the goat. <laughs> He's the goat. That's right. That's right. But Thank yeah, you. before we get to clones, uh, let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's go back in time, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna rewind. Like I had to rewind my botch earlier <laughs> in the intro of the video. Uh, Michael, hey. How yes. did you get in martial arts, brother? What was your inspiration? Like you were like you saw some movies. I know that was half of it. Well, yeah, that was part of it. I mean, I did, I did, as I've said, I've noted before that I I went to Enter the Dragon thinking it was a monster movie because you know, and halfway through it, I turned to the person that had taken my brother and I, and I was like, when's it going to Enter the Dragon? But by the time I got out of it, I was like completely enamored with Bruce Lee, and and that was uh, that sort of started that journey. But then. It was uh, school. It was third grade. I used to get beat up all the time. Mm. And it was tough, man. It was a rough time. And uh, I started taking martial arts. And I started when I was 10 and um, never looked back. Look at that. Copy that. I copy yeah. that. I got some old photos here. Boom. Uh, oh, yes. Who's that young, handsome guy right there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Who is that? No, the handsome guy is Master Chang. He's the, he was my first official Sifu. And uh, nice. North, Northern Shaolin. And uh, it, I just went back to their, their 50th uh, anniversary of when their school started. I was just there a couple months ago, so I got a chance to see everybody. It was great. Awesome, awesome. I, I see you competed uh, uh, as well here. 
Oh yes, there we go. There's a little karate tournament. That was a that was a karate, yeah, that was a karate tournament. I've done a bunch of taekwondo tournaments too, but we have the vests on in those. But yeah, that was uh, I think that was up in San Jose. That one, in fact, Bill Wallace uh, would eventually ref one of my fights at that. I think it was that tournament there. Copy that. Yeah, yeah. Wallace, Bill Superfoot Wallace. You might people might know him from the kick. There he is. Yep, there you go. Yeah. He was one of my one of my idols. Yeah, he's that guy. Still a legend. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm watching videos of that guy train and teach people now. I'm he's he's still got it. He's still agile. He's still fast. He's still he's great. Good force of were, were you, Chuck Norris. Were you uh, while while training? Were you hearing uh, "You're the Best Around" uh, song in your head? Was <laughs> oh, that going right. on? <laughs> that was a great one. I think. Uh, yeah, there was a couple. I think I was kind of in Hawaii Five O at that time too. I remember. Yeah, copy that. Copy that. So, what made you get the filmmaking bug? Uh, well, besides Kung Fu movies, just watching Ray Harryhausen movies. If anybody knows who Ray Harryhausen was, he was a stop motion animator. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. You know, who you guys know at least. And he did films like The Seven Boys of Sinbad, 20 Million Miles to Earth. You know, of course, worked with Willis O'Brien, who did the original King Kong. And that's what I wanted to do originally. I wanted to do stop motion stuff. So I wow. bought a Super 8 camera when I was around the same time I started doing martial arts and I started shooting little short films and i I'd buy these old, I'd buy these Godzilla toys I'd get in Japantown, which is in San Francisco, and they would cost three to five bucks. And now they're all selling for anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars a piece. But I, I unfortunately, unfortunately, was blowing them up and burning them and doing all kinds of things to make them, you know, have a good movie. So, but I do everything to have a good movie. So, there you yeah. go. copy that. And speaking of good movies, how was it working with Matthias Hughes, <laughs> man? Look at Mat that cover. Funny thing about Matias, I had never met him before I did that movie. And I remember when they said, oh, well, you're going to be fighting with Matias Hughes. And I went, that guy looks like he's a real jerk. He just looks like he's going to be an a-hole, an you know. I just, I remember. And then he came on the set and he was the nicest guy anybody's ever met. He was just, he was just like, ooh, ooh, I got an idea. I got an idea for a fight. I got an idea for a, you know, like he was like yeah. jumping like a little kid. He was, he was great. I loved working with him. Yeah, I spoke Sam to Jones him. and Eric Lee. Yeah, all. I spoke yeah. to Matias a few times and, um. Uh, through Facebook Messenger, and I, I I showed my wife who he is, and I said, "Listen, listen to his voice. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> He's a oh, sweetheart." Yeah. She was yeah. like, "Wow!" But yeah, peace. yeah, I love that guy. And uh, Acapulco Heat. Wow. Yeah, twenty-two episodes, man. How was that experience? Is it is it a huge was, difference was, between television and and films? Yeah, well, that it was twenty-two episodes for the first season. The second right. season was uh, twenty-six episodes, I think. Um, is it a huge difference? Well, in some ways, there's definitely a sort of mechanicalness to it in some ways, you know, especially the first season, because they were so restricted by the censorship stuff they had to deal with with Canada, I think it was, and the UK, which were some of their big buyers. So if you watch the first season of Acapulco Heat, I can't kick anybody in the head. There's a reason why I'm not kicking people in the head. It's not because I couldn't stretch or anything. It was just because they said you can't do it. By the second season, they were allowing me to do it, so I was doing it all the time. <laughs> nice. There you go. All right. All right. But that no, no, was it. Was fun. It was you know. It was you know. You're in Mexico for six months and yeah, yeah. You know, with a bunch of bunch of ugly people. It's great. <laughs> Copy that. Copy that. Copy that. Uh, this project right here is Jeff, uh, Mar uh, martial artist. Is what? What's that? Oh, Langton. I mean, uh, I'm thinking Langton. I'm thinking Final Impact. Jeff Fahey. No, he's he's not really a martial artist, but Jeff is a great guy. You know, that's, I've used him in a couple of movies. But uh, 
that's not him flying upside down. That's Dan Southworth right there. Hmm. Yeah, I just saw him on the cover holding the sword. I was like, oh, there's Jeff. Uh, I didn't know if Jeff knew martial arts. I was like, I, I yeah, we Michael. gave him a yeah, we gave him a sword and just had him play with it a little bit. Okay, it's having fun it. here. How was this project? And Lorenzo Lamos was a part of this as well. That was a very interesting movie. It's it, it was originally called Killing Cupid when I wrote the script. It was the first time I directed anything. And the reason I took it on, uh, we made that entire movie with 16 millimeter short ends. A, a short end is basically when somebody shoots on 16 millimeter and then there's a little bit of film left and they yeah. send it back. So we all we did was had a, the producer gave us a stack of those. He said, here's, uh, it was about 50 grand. He go, go out and make me a movie with, and I said, okay. <laughs> so I got Lorenzo, I got Jeff, I, you know, I few, slipped him a few bucks, brought him in yeah. for a couple of days. I just said, I'm going to go crazy with this. I'm just going to write something that is, I'm either going to fall hard on my face or it's going to be the most, you know, insanely creative thing. I mean, of course, it was about six months, I think, before Kill Bill came out, maybe about maybe a year or six months before. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was a loony movie. It was fun. It was great to make. Very experimental. Some stuff works. Some stuff doesn't. But it was, you know, yeah. doing movies like doing movies like that guerrilla style, not improvisationally, because it was was definitely a script, but it was sometimes plan a doesn't work so you got to go with plan b and there was a lot of plan b's and plan c's on that one copy that copy that uh eric says uh michael oh, but, I copy but, you know what oh let me just say before you move on sure the other great thing about that movie to talk about bruce exploitation which we're going to tie into later i actually put in bruce exploitation into that movie there uh, rance howard plays the owner of a motel rance howard's ron howard's and clint howard's father who i yeah. did movies with and he runs a motel, but he's obsessed with Dragon Lee. And he's watching the real Bruce Lee in the movie. So you can, if you watch the movie, there's a scene where he goes on a monologue talking about how great Dragon Lee is. Just to, just so you know how long I've been trying to pull this stuff into up right. into the contemporary. Wow. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Uh, Shin Hare says, I have Killing Cupid on DVD. Good flick. It Look made it to DVD. Look at that. <laughs> I don't think it actually got released in the U.S. or maybe it did. Ah, yeah, copy that. Uh, Eric says that uh, Michael, I copied your movements as a child watching Acapulco Heat, Final Impact, and Fist of Iron. Thank you, sir, for the inspiration. Look at that. And 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 is he is he not injured? <laughs> 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 Thank you. That was very kind. Thank oh, you very much. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you, Eric, for that. And uh, you you did you're all over the place, especially doing stunts as well. Uh, I see you here with a uh, stunt action director on Batman uh, Forever, hanging out with Don the Dragon Wilson yeah, right here. Don How was that? I, I, uh, I had gone in through Jerry Poteet, who was one of Bruce Lee's uh, original students, who was connected with Mally Finn. Mally Finn was the casting director, and I went in and read for Robin. And at this point, they hadn't had Chris O'Donnell yet. In fact, they were, had just tried to get um, DiCaprio, and he wouldn't. He was had done the Basketball Diaries, and but he was like not interested. Right. So they did this big casting call. I came in. I read a bunch of times. Met with Joel, and uh, actually screen tested. It was me and three other guys, and it was the only ones that screen tested. And then they, you know, went with Chris, and they brought me back in, and and yeah. Don and I, and Ron Ewan's in there, and uh, there's a couple people in there that were under all that makeup. Yeah, Ron, uh, that's another legend right there. But hey, yeah, Ron, legends, yeah. final there impact, man. Who that young guy right there? Look at that, man. That was how was uh, this experience, man? That that was a great experience because the final impact was the first leading role I'd ever had, and up to that point, I'd been doing a lot of bit roles, and I and I had this thing I pro I said to myself, I said if I can do one project 
in this business where if you cut me out of it, you will notice something's wrong with the movie. I said, mm. then I will feel successful. And so that was really the next thing that came along. And, uh, um, they were actually considering Don the Dragon Wilson for that one, as a matter of fact, because they had just done Ring of Fire with him. Yeah. And um, and it was great because it was my, my first time as a, as a as going to Vegas. It was my first time in a leading role. So it was like as an actor, it was perfect because there was all this first for the character. I was playing this guy, Danny, um, in the story and just being able to be like, oh, everywhere I went. Wow. This is so I could just kind of convey that through the um yeah movie but it was great you know lorenzo's came a good friend of mine and kathleen his wife and jeff langton and you know there's a number of people in that movie that just really yeah. um jeff's awesome Ar- he's Ar- awesome Camacho, yeah yeah our Camacho's great too uh I, fe- I feel like lorenzo's underrated martial arts stuff, well man. yeah and lorenzo a martial artist yeah he, he he in fact i was gonna say i was asked this once back then and i remember somebody said who do you think's one of the tougher martial arts guys uh, that you've worked with. I said, Lorenzo, I, you know, I sparred with Lorenzo a number of times. And in fact, there's a scene in the movie where he and I are sparring on top of the Sands hotel and we were getting ready to do it. And it was getting late. And, and, you know, art was going to, or Eric Lee and art were going to, cause they were both being choreographers. We're going to choreograph. I said, let's not choreograph. Let's just, you and I sparred. He's like, yeah, let's spar. So we just did a, we sparred. And then what they did was when they found something in the sparring that they liked, we came in for a couple inserts and picked it up, you know, so they get a different angle, but there's a scene where he kicks me in the chest and I hit the ground and it was, it was totally real. So we just, wow. we just yeah. went through. It was great. Yeah. Copy that. There you go. So if anyone out there watching was, was if you guys are curious, now, you know, uh, Mr. L- uh, Lorenzo is the real deal, baby. I'm That's trying right. to get, I want to get, and I know you're going to talk about it later, but I'm try, I want to bring Lorenzo back for this sure. project that we're trying yeah. to pull back. Cause I got a part for him and I think it would be great. Oh, nice. I'm excited for that. But I I love this. Somebody posted this, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Look at the! I miss these badass, awesome covers. These Box, movie yeah, posters. I mean, dude. Me. I mean, look at it, to be the best. Look at that. I mean, the poster artwork today just it's not the same. You know, it is just not the same. You know, that's just, the I, fact they have the R rating around the front, so you know these are badass movies. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I just I miss this. I miss this era. I really do <laughs> of art, of poster artwork. I really do miss that mm-hmm. era, man. You know, a lot of posters today are kind of generic and vanilla. You know, uh, but well, P- this next. PM, but go ahead. I was going to say PM and Roger Corman for those you know that probably are familiar with it back then. You know, which is my was part of my film school. What I didn't learn from watching these movies as a kid and experimenting on Super Eight was all learned at PM Entertainment. I mean, I watched these guys shoot movies which at the time i thought was like going to being warner brothers you know it's like wow look at this big camera look at this but you started to realize how minimal everything was you know when we did yeah. final act there was a, a caravan of about five vehicles that drove out to um to uh vegas and as we drove to vegas we would pull over and shoot a couple scenes on the way pull over shoot a couple scenes on the way <laughs> i mean it was just done that was the way it was done but it was great it was a great way to learn you know yeah Copy that, copy that. But yeah, this is I, this will always be dear to my heart. Poster artwork like this, but <laughs> I have to show this because this is this is oh. one of the greatest posters I've ever seen in my life. Uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the greatest posters ever. Yeah. <laughs> they let me tell you the 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 guys in Ghana, the Ghana movie posters in yes. themselves are so interesting. You know, it was. They were a country that obviously didn't do their own posters. So they would get these local artists who would pull out, you know, rice flour sacks and yeah. put them out and paint 
posters for movies. Oftentimes they wouldn't even know they wouldn't have a photo or anything. They just tell them what the movie was about. Yeah. And they would paint them, but there's, they're all one of a kind. And so right. um, I started collecting a few of them here and there. I'd find nice. some movie and I found a couple of my movies. And in fact, Dolph, uh, Dolph Lundgren has um, a poster from Rocky four up in his house. It's a giant Ghana poster from Rocky four with him. It looks crazy. You know, oh. it's, but right. they, those posters are insane. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I love it. I had to show it here. You know how Samurai guy is. We got we to gotta have fun <laughs> here on the show. I love that's, it. I love it. There needs to be like an art book collection with all of them in there. There is. There is a couple really? of I forget. It's called Bloody Something. There's two books that came out. But it's. I, I tell anybody that's interested, if one day this stuff will be worth a lot. It's already, they're yeah. already turning them around. You know, there's some great ones I've been trying to track down and buy from these collectors. But. They're bizarre, but they're wonderful. And yeah, you're right. There's uh, they're fun to look at. Is there something I can order on Amazon? The book collection of the posters? Yeah, there's actually. Well, I'll tell you. There's a, the books you can find on Amazon. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name of the book because I have both of them. There's two of them. Yeah. Um, but there's a place on a uh, place online you can look up called Deadly Prey. P R E Y. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the names from an old '80s movie, an action movie. But uh, oh, this guy, I love that. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. well, this place is, I think, in Chicago. I bought a couple posters from them. They're great. They're the one place to go to to get them. But, uh, yeah, you just look nah. them up. Yeah, any any movie out there where, where the hero rips off the arm or cuts off the arm of his opponent and then beats him to death with it, hey, five out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, U.S. Seals, too, how is it working? There, there you are there with Andy with some blonde. Cool. Is that a wig or is that really uh, his no, hair? No, no, he dyes his hair. Yeah, he dyes and his hair. Mr. Andy Chang there, another another legend there. Love How was it Andy. working? How was it working with uh, Isaac Florentine? Isaac was great. Isaac was great. Um, I had when I went on that film, I had only seen one of Isaac's movies. It was for his first one. It was called uh, Desert Kickboxer. And I remember I went to the audition and I, and I said, Mr. Florentine, and it was it was Isaac and and Andy was in there and. I, I think the casting director was in there, and I said, I want to tell you, I'm a big fan of yours. I've I've seen Desert Kickboxer. Oh. Michael, I've done better movies. <laughs> um, but uh, he is, we were talking about Matias being one of the nicest guys. He's definitely the nicest director. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. He's one of the, he would be in the, I remember this one time we were shooting on the set and there's all these people around and we're getting ready to shoot. All of a sudden you hear the sneeze and everybody kind of stops for a second and he, and he goes, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> He's, he was apologizing for sneezing, but a great guy, a lot of fun working with him and Andy because they're very high energy, you know, yeah. uh, it was, and they had two units going on on U.S. Seals too. So you'd have not the entire time, but we'd have Isaac shooting the first unit with all the dialogue and Andy was often shooting the second unit, which is a bunch of the fight scenes. Even though Isaac was very involved with them, they would sometimes have their comforts and he would go off and shoot. And there's a scene in the movie where I'm having a conversation with Damien Chapa in a bar and above that bar is another bar. And is a fight scene that we were shooting at the same time with me fighting Hakeem Alston, who's who's in the film. And so I was literally down talking to Damien, talk, 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 talk. Go, okay, go upstairs. And I run up the stairs, fight, 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 come back downstairs, talk, 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 run back upstairs. It was back and forth, back and forth. So I mean it was a very I burned a lot of calories on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Yeah, love Isaac. Uh, love Isaac. I had him here on the channel. I got a chance to to chat with him a couple years oh, back. Oh, did you? Great. Yeah, great guy, great guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, looking over your, your IMDB page, man, you really, uh, it wasn't just action or martial arts or Westerns. You kind of branched out 
and horror as well. And we love horror here as well on the channel, man. Action oh, martial arts and horror. That's what we would support here, man. That's, that's how we that's roll. Great. That's great. Yeah. I love I love movies in general. I mean, I'm a big yeah. fan of everything. Spaghetti Western, Zero Thrillers. Yeah. You know, you just... I mean, dramas, love stories. I still cry in movies, you know. If it's you know, somebody getting their head cut off, I'll cry. No. <laughs> but speaking of horror, uh, talk about this project, right? No, War, War Wolves. War Wolves is an interesting movie. Uh, it is. Um, it's it's one of those movies. If you were to say pick a movie that never quite lived up to with your expectation, but has moments in it, I would pick that one. Um, it was. It has some effective moments in it, but it was also a movie that we were shooting. We had a 18 day shooting schedule and we got to day seven, I guess it was about a weekend. And all of a sudden they told me we're going to cut three days off. So it became a 15 day shoot halfway through it. And it was like the most complicated. I don't think I slept for four days trying to figure out how to get the rest of the movie done in that time. Oh, wow. But it was a lot of fun. The people on it were great. Yeah. You know, John Saxon, Tim Thomerson, oh, Adrian, Bar Adrian Barbeau, who's like my, the love of my life. She's <laughs> the coolest ever. Um, you know, my grandmother's in it. You know, Southworth right. from U.S. Seals and and Ghost Rock and Killing Cupid. Um, yeah, it was just it was it had some great people in there, and you know, it was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Well, it sounds like a fun watch for sure. But transcending genres here, what's uh, Appleseed? Oh, about? Nice. oh, well, thank you for mentioning Appleseed. This is uh it's it had a Showtime exclusive run, but we're just about to have a big uh, Blu-ray release with a special edition um it's very close to my heart this movie um took me 10 years to get it made and for and almost the entire time that was rants on the cover there you saw it was it's a road trip movie i love road trip films we we're talking about movies that i like and and um road trip movies like you know emperor, emperor of the north and uh scarecrow and two-lane blacktop what goes on and on and on i just love the the cross the world journeys uh as a story vehicle so to speak. yeah and um, so I wrote this this thing about this guy who's planning on going back to his hometown to rob his hometown bank because he's so pissed off at life. And on the way, he meets this this old guy that you realize as the story progresses has just gotten out of prison for robbing a bank. So it's really a morality tale. And a story. Yeah. Got it in Arizona and Kingman, Arizona, Sierra Vista. Um got all over the place out there and then we, we went to vermont and wrapped it up in vermont with a really tiny crew very pm like and um we came back home and you know a month later uh, rance passed away it was his first starring role it was uh the first time he and his son clint played father and son they'd done like seven or eight movies together but another was father and son so yeah. that was the first time and it was just a magical movie that i just i love you know and and so uh when when is this coming out on blu-ray I think towards they're going to announce it. Uh, they're going to announce it in the next month. I think it comes out at the end of the year. So all yeah, right, remember, but yeah, that's nice. Ron Howard's dad, by the way. In case the, those of you don't know, right, right, yeah, yeah. that's got that's got Adrian Barbeau in it as well. Uh, you know, uh, Robbie Benson's in it. Robbie Benson, who I've, I've just I've owed to Billy Joe is like one of my favorite movies as a kid, and uh, to work having a chance to work with him was just phenomenal. So he was in Esther Anderson. It's got a, a great cast. You know, really. Really nice. I'm gonna have yeah. to check it out for sure. But congratulations on getting that done, man. That's really oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, but I got I got to get a, a quick little segue, a little back to horror here. Oh please! When Constantine came out, when it came out, I was disappointed. When I first saw it in the uh -huh. theater, I was disappointed. I liked a few parts, but I was disappointed. And then out of nowhere, 
I, I, I rent this movie called Demon Hunter. <laughs> and yeah. I enjoyed this so much more than Constantine. <laughs> and you're involved with the, the action, some of the action direction in this, correct? Yeah, I actually, believe it or not, that was uh, Stephen J. Cannell's first feature film that he was pulling together. And I was working, trying to work with him on a project. I knew a guy who had written a script. And um, I thought, you know, this is a match made in heaven here. I think Steven's going to like the script. So I got the I got the script from my friend and I brought it to Steven. I said, this, I think, should be your film that you're looking to do. And he read it and he, he loved it. So I said, all right. He goes, well, what's the deal? I go, well, you guys figure out the deal. I go, but I just want to direct all the action in second unit. And um, and that's because I wanted to start. I was trying to direct more and just trying to get that under my belt. And so that's what I ended up doing is uh, shooting all the fight scenes and um yeah. I, did, I mean, I think I play a cop in there. Did I play? A cop? Yeah, I stuck. They stuck me. And I got killed by or beat up by Sean Patrick Flannery or something. Yeah. yeah. No, Demon Hunter's legit. Uh, Chong's got that on DVD too. Look at that. People buying your work, man. Yeah, that's Billy right. Drago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to, I had to throw it in there because I enjoyed that movie a lot. No, oh, thank you, um, thank you. Appreciate that. But this western here was wild, man. You got Gary <laughs> Busey. You got. Peter Kwong, uh, Michiko's in this. Man, Michiko, you... yeah. Now that was another film that, in a, in its first incarnation, I was. Re I mean, I, I loved the movie. It was a great experience. Again, we made that whole movie for less than three hundred grand. Wow. We shot it. It's all shot on thirty-five millimeter. I mean, this is before the digital era. Still at this point, um, uh, Bernie Abramson, who's who's the the Brat Pack photographer. He he's the guy that shot all the stills. Every still you've seen from the Wild Bunch was his wow and, uh and so he was our dp and um and we shot yeah it was a humongous cast i mean gigantic cast so it was like a real yeah it was a real learning curve for all of this but the original the original version of the film ended up winning a bunch of film festivals mm -hmm. and they then lionsgate got it and they cut it cut out about so i was bringing this up because michiko had a really much bigger part in the film. She's actually gets read, you know, there's this whole thing with her being this Japanese geisha that comes in and has to fit in with the brothel girls. And it was a big, you know, big part of the original story, but unfortunately kind of pulled that part out. Yeah. Was, that, you answered my question. I was going to ask, I was like, Michiko didn't fight. <laughs> I was waiting for her to have a fight scene, but that's all good. Oh it yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense now, but yeah, but yeah man, you were badass in this, your move. And I was like, let's go, let's go. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I had to I had to go back in time a little bit for everybody watching right now. We talk a little bit. We don't spend too much time because because really we could spend three hours or more talking about Michael's work. Yeah, right. a lot. Uh, but we got to get to we got to get to clones, man. So That's when good. when did you and Frank combine powers? <laughs> Come Where did that picture come from? Combined <laughs> Frank, samurai guy's got his I, samurai guy's got his waist. Combined oh. powers. And we're like, we got to do this. Let's make this documentary. When did it? When did, who? Like, when did it start? When did you guys well, like, I'll take what, team I'll up? Start this off, and then I'll let Frank finish. It. Okay. But it's you know, I got Rick Myers had asked me because they were doing Severin Films was doing a um, they found a bunch of these movie trailers, the kung fu films buried in this you know Chinese restaurant in Canada, I think somewhere, right, Frank? I can't remember if that's where it was, but. Um, they, so they're going to do this compilation of all these Kung Fu movie trailers. And there was a handful of these Bruce Lee exploitation style movies that Rick just didn't really know much about. He was, you know, that's not his favorite area. So yeah, yeah he reached yeah. out to me and he said, you want to come out and do this? And we'll, you know, sit and when these films come up, you can talk about it. So I went out to, we did this, recorded this commentary, I think in San Diego. San Diego, yeah. 
Yeah. So I went out there and, and I met, and that's where I met David, uh, David Gregory, who's the co-founder of Seven Films. And when, when we were finished with the commentary, I said, I said, David, you know, um, I'm telling you, I've, I've been a fan of these movies since I was a kid, not just a fan. I'm legitimately probably the first collector of these movies. I was cutting out uh, the, all the advertisements just on the Bruce Lee exploitation movies and making scrapbooks of them as a kid. You know, I said, I'm wow. telling you a whole story in here. There are people here that are just not getting their due, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he kind of listened to me. And went, oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of, I said, I just wanted to pitch it. You know, I just was like, I, yeah. pitch it. Yeah. I didn't hear from him for maybe 10 months. I, was, I just was like, yeah, another one of those things that bit the dust. All of a sudden he calls me up and he's like, so you ready to go to uh, Hong Kong with Frank and Jim, my, our, our, our photographer, our cameraman, and bring your camera gear with you. And we're going to go out to Hong Kong and start chasing these guys down. And uh, a month later, we were all on the flights to Hong Kong mm -hmm. and Taiwan and South Korea. Yeah. Wow. Copy so that's that. where I met Frank. I met Frank in Hong Kong. Yeah. I met, I met Michael for the first time in Hong Kong because I went there first. Because of the scheduling thing, I got to go and do Bruce Young first. So I actually went there you know, on my own, yeah. I have to find a local crew to, to videotape Bruce Lamb because, you know, Michael and Jim and David weren't there yet. So, um, and that was the first time I did interview. But I mean, let me, just, let me just backtrack a little bit. So basically, Rick Myers suggested me to David Gregory, you know, because David was asking, well, who do you think would be a good person to coordinate all this, to find these talents? And Rick just said, well, Frank's the guy, you know, th th you have to get Frank. So that's how it all got started. And then, like Mike said, we arranged a trip and stuff. So we went to Hong Kong. I went to Hong Kong. My first time doing a talent interview, artist interview. Never done it before. And luckily, Bruce Leung was very graceful, very gracious. He gave he, he talked for three hours. We, we were shooting this as his, his friend's wine cellar there. You know, like, I mean, not like Napa County wine cellar, but in Hong Kong, wine cellar, wine cellar is basically like an office building, inside an office. So we went there. He shot an interview. It was great. And I, and I enjoyed it. And I thought, wow, this is actually not too bad. You know, it was like I said, I've never done it before. And then the next day, Michael and Jim came. David still hasn't come yet. David came a day later after Michael and Jim. And then we went to shoot uh, Yasuaki Kurata, you know. Um, and that's how it kind of get, you know, we just started. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Yasuaki Kurata-san. So that was fun. We we blew his fuse box. <laughs> Wait, we, what? We, we blew his fuse box while we were setting up the, uh, the camera because Hong Kong is 200, Hong Kong is 240 watts, right? U.S. Yeah. is 110, so I guess I forgot about it. So when we set up, we were setting it based on 110 watts, and it blew up. <laughs> when we, we start plugging in, turning shit on, and then the fuse box got blown. <laughs> and then it was, oh, shit, we just, you know, Kurata sounds going to be mad now. And so, but then, you know, we were trying to fix it, and luckily we fixed it. But oh, all, through, you know, all through that time, Kurata was like, cool as a cat. He was just yeah. doing stretches on his pad, you know, on his mat, and just, you know, doing his own shit. And then it turned out great. You know, he he understood Cantonese. So he said, you can ask me in Cantonese. I just respond in Japanese. It was great. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, he's a he's another legend that mm -hmm. still moves just as fast and good today. Mm -hmm. and still yeah, blowing he, me away. He goes back to the early 70s where he was just, you know, fully involved with these movies. Yeah. So back with yeah. Bruce Lee's time, you know. I mean, it's pretty much a given, like you said earlier, Michael, that we're all huge Bruce Lee fans. Nice. I mean, I mean, we're all fans. But what about the Bruce exploitation genre, which wasn't even a genre yet? Uh, like you gravitated towards, like you were like collecting them. Like, what 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 was it? What was it about that genre? Well, I think the thing about it is, is there's there's a first off there's 
at that time, as we talk all about this in the documentary, but obviously you go, you know, people were fans of Bruce Lee or at least curious about Bruce Lee and wanted to, you know, engage with him more and uh, cinematically anyways. And so these films, either the films themselves or sometimes just simply the advertising or what have you were, were about trying to capitalize off of that. So that's sort of where they, they find their definition. And most people, like myself included, got sucked into that, thinking I'm about to go see a movie. The one I saw, the first one I ever saw was The Young Dragon, which is also known as Bruce's Deadly Fingers with Bruce Lay. And the poster says Bruce in his first film at the age of 18. And, you know, you're like, OK, there's there's it was, it's finally out of Hong Kong, you know, blah. I mean, it's just the selling points on this poster are amazing. But I went in and I saw it and I was about 10 minutes in. I was like, wait a minute. You know, and I was I realized I'd been duped. But by no. the time I got out of the theater, I was like, that was kind of wild, you know. That was I kinda like that fight scene at the end. And I was and I would be asking these questions like, I wonder if Bruce Lee ever did a movie like that, if he would act like that. Or, and so I yeah. just started getting pulled into this idea that even though I began to go to these movies understanding there was probably not gonna be any Bruce Lee footage, maybe, maybe not, but um I knew he wasn't gonna be in them, but I wanted to go have that experience in a way, you know. And yeah. it became a thing where it was a willing participant in the exploitation of Bruce Lee. And you're right. They, we called them fake Bruce Lee movies or even Bruce Lee exploit, Bruce Lee ripoff or Bruce Lee exploitation movies. There was an article written back in the early 80s, actually, about them in, in martial arts movies magazine. I mean, it was, you know, become a thing at that point. Um, anyway, I, I mean, it was like it was just that thing that I, I find that today. You have an interesting core of people that look, like these movies. There's the, there are the people that that don't like them and like them, right? Obviously, you get people that revere Bruce Lee so much that they just hate these movies because they're just right. disrespecting Bruce Lee in, in some fashion or another. But then there are those that like Bruce Lee, like myself, I love Bruce Lee, as a matter of fact, and um, but still love these movies because there's a certain experience of, you know, that Bruce Lee started that we're sort of finishing in a way through these conjectures of these movies that that becomes a part of our own and they're i mean they're, look i mean it's not I mean, it's not all psychological like that so they're fun they're goofy there's good fight scenes etc then there's the people that actually prefer these movies over bruce lee's movies i mean there, there are some people who really like even tarantino has said he likes fist of fury part two much more than he likes fist of fury so it's an interesting group of people that follow these films but like frank you know and i have been involved with david and, and just in our own independent projects the yeah. idea is movies are still like them or love them or hate them or whatever are still a part of Asian Kung Fu cinema history in a big right. way. A lot of exactly. people even working on these films are people like Yun Wu Ping or whoever that would go off and do other things that, you know, they were much more well known for. So for me, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, I have my own career as an actor and a director and a writer, et cetera, but it's like being able to finally sort of accidentally be doing all of these projects now restoring these films, these documentaries. I have a book coming out, two books actually coming out that all nice. it's, it's just a, it's, um, it's like my childhood. It's like paying homage, not homage, but paying like respects back to my childhood. You know, the kid that yeah. would wait, find what was playing at the theater, skip school and go down to the Lux or go to the St. Francis or the market street cinema or whatever. Yeah. And watch. so I don't and know. That's why. one thing that we try to emphasize in the doc. Well, two things that we try to emphasize in the documentary. One, you know, they're not really making fun of Bruce Lee for these films. You know, I mean, they're trying to really trying to expand on the philosophy, the spirit of Bruce Lee. So these films were not made as like, 
you know, it's not like airplane made as a parody of disaster films and stuff. No, you know, they were legitimately trying to kind of like carry on what Bruce was trying to show in his film, the philosophy and the fight. And the second thing was really the fights are good. You know, there's not yeah. like they're trying to make fun of. It. I mean, this is not Kentucky Fried Movie. You know, I mean, you know, right. Kentucky Fried Movie. That's a parody of End of the Dragon. No, not here. I mean, even though these are not the real Bruce Lee, but the fights are good. They're really martial yeah. artists. They're finding martial artists to, to 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 be the clones, and they're not like finding any actor. You know, these people know they really had martial arts training. Yeah. And not to mention, and Frank knows this because because we all spent time with them, but. Dragon Lee, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, all of these guys love Bruce Lee. I mean, yeah. like fall on their knees. He's the greatest. We're, and they they're even they don't even think they compare to him. They even talk about this, but they just they just trying to in some way, spiritually or otherwise, you know, move it forward in some way. Right. Um, and they really do. They feel that way. I know Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee did it specifically feels that Bruce Lye has some regrets about it just because he wouldn't have done it the way that he was kind of pushed into it. And he talks about that in the, in the documentary, but it all came from a love and a respect and trying to do Bruce Lee, some sort of justice in their, in their movies. Yes. Yeah. Copy that. Copy that. I, I love how you said you, this is perfect. How you said Dragon Lee is Bruce Lee times 10. <laughs> that, that perfectly, that suits him. That suits him, man. The way he acts. And the way he fights, man, that, that that's perfect. Uh, but yeah, before we, uh, well, we're, we're continuing with clones. Uh, I enjoy, I, I got to get this out of the way now. I enjoy uh, both of you uh, when you guys team up for audio commentary. Oh, man. thank you. You know, like it's so good. You guys will learn. I mean, Samurai guy, I got a lot of knowledge too, but these, you know, there are levels, <laughs> there are levels to the knowledge and I enjoy and I learn a lot. And I recently watched uh, New Fist of Fury. Uh, and I was listening to your guys' commentary, and I, I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. A lot of stuff happened. But after that, we, when you mentioned, uh, Michael, during it, you both were talking about how Fist of Fury 2 came out pretty close when new Fist of Fury came out. Yeah. I was like, I gotta, I, I don't remember. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen Fist of Fury 2. So I, it's been years. So I was like, I got to revisit that. So right after I got done watching New Fist of Fury, which because of your commentary, I've learned to appreciate a little bit more now. <laughs> I used to hate with a passion. I, there was other low-way movies I liked more with Jackie Chan. I used to hate New Fist of Fury, but I actually find it entertaining now. And it's a legitimate uh, sequel. You yeah. Know, yeah. Nora Bell, the, char I mean, inter the same yeah. character, you know? Yeah. It's entertaining to watch now, for sure. Right. Uh, but when I watched right after that, I watched Fist of Fury 2 back to back, and wow. I couldn't believe how much more I enjoyed Fist of Fury 2 with Bruce Lai as an overall movie experience than uh, New Fist of Fury. I was surprised. I was like, man, like it's like you guys are both saying, like a lot of these Bruce Ploitation movies, they're they're legit yeah. in terms of martial arts action and story. Like they're mm -hmm. really legit. Yeah, and I think Lee Sonam is somebody who who one day I may write a book about myself as a director. Yeah, I find he's really underrated as one of the Hong Kong action directors, and I think Fist of Fury two, which he directed, and where Low Way, Low Way, you know, Fist of Fury, Low Way's first that he did with Bruce Lee to me is is from a, a standpoint of cinema and craft and cinematography and lighting and pacing and well made is yeah amazing. Yeah. I mean. You can break down every scene in that film and find something amazing about it. But then he was hit or miss. Then he would go off and do something else. And you could argue New Fist of Fury is one of them where he would, even Jackie Chan would say, sometimes he'd walk off and he'd go, just you go ahead and finish shooting today. You know, I mean, so he was, he was sometimes there and sometimes not. 
Yeah. But Luis Onam is very was always very involved and in, and in, you know he wanted to do the the movie and he in fact he even said at the time I was like can we make this movie are we okay and they're like yeah 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 we can do it we can do it <laughs> so um, you know the regulations were a lot easier right. back not like we can go off and make uh, Mission yeah. Impossible Eight by ourselves yeah and Enter the Game of Death was wild you know I yeah. just recently rewatched that. You know, a lot of it because of your documentary. I have a lot of friends, martial arts friends, that are they're they're gravitating now. They're they're watching more Bruce Lai, watching more awesome. Dragon Lee movies. I mean, and me, I'm trying to catch up too because it's been so long. Yeah, so I'm rewatching yeah. a lot they, of movies. I, I'm telling you, we I, I have a podcast I do called the Clones Cast, and the 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 thing, the intro that I wrote for it is that because I always refer to him this way. This is the redheaded stepchild of the kung fu genre. You know, it's like the the little kids that, that that was getting beat up and pushed out of the way. So it's like, yeah, great that they're getting some love. It's great because there's some reasons to go back. If, you're, if we're, you know, you're we're now we do that with a lot of genres, right? It's how, where we're when you have history between you and the production, there is a certain respect you can throw at them and a certain appreciation you can throw at movies sometimes that maybe at the time when they were trying to pull you, the money out of you <laughs> by fooling you, you would not have given them. But um, right, I'm right, glad right. black people are going back because there's a number of them, like the dragon, the hero is one of my favorites uh, that people can go back and, and get a chance to watch. And Michael yeah. brought up a good point about, you know, being bullied, harassed as a kid because in of the four main clones that we interview, three of them decided to learn Kung Fu because of, either being bullied. Bruce Lang was bullied at school. Uh, Bruce Lai was bullied at school. And Bruce Lai learned Kung Fu to, to kind of defend himself because, you know, they were getting harassed or oppressed in, back in Burma. You know, and wow. that's, you know, that mean, like, they have their reasons for learning Kung Fu. Yeah. And it's mainly because they're you know, being socially harassed or bullied, you know, at school. Yeah. So, so that, you know, like, that's why, you know, Again, that's why they learn Kung Fu. And so and when you see them doing these films, like I said, like I said before, these are legitimate fights that they're doing, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh Frank, uh, what's going on here in this photo? <laughs> you got Mars. This man. was lucky. This, we were so lucky. Yeah. Uh first of all, one thing I think I want to quickly point out the all the people that we interview in Hong Kong, particularly, they all we found them pretty much at the last minute because you cannot schedule them in advance most of the time because they're busy, they work, they're scheduling stuff, they go to China and work somewhere. So it, it really depends on your luck to find the people that you want to interview. Most of these uh, talents, we found them the day before, like David Chang. We were really wow. lucky with David Chang. David Chang just said, oh, I'm, I'm free tomorrow. You want to do it tomorrow? And then that's how we got David Chang. So in the case of Mars, so we got Mars. Yeah, we got Mars. And I guess, you know, of course, some of the people, some of the interview subjects, Obviously, they don't they don't know who they who we are. So sometimes they say, "Well, can I bring a friend?" So I mean, I'm almost like to sort of make sure that we're not common or whatever, you know, that like we're not trying to cheat them out or whatever. So he bought Philip Cole. <laughs> you know, we didn't know in advance that Philip Cole was going to be there. I think wow. I'm pretty sure because we only found Mars, I believe. And so, they hadn't even seen each other in a long time. Yeah, and they haven't seen each other in a long time. So I think what happened was Mars. Plus, like, hey, Philip, you know, you want to come and get an interview? Maybe, you know, you get some money out of it. I mean, according to Mars, and you know, Mars and Philip are good friends. And so, yeah. so, and so when we went to see Mars, Philip was there. We were pleasantly surprised, you know, because uh. he was in all these independent kung fu films, you know, and all that stuff. And so, and, and, and then, um, but at that time, we, nobody knew that he was actually dying from cancer. This, uh. the, the interview was done about four months before he passed away. 
he yeah. didn't even tell his family until like the day he died. Like only I think only his son knew that he had cancer. So so mm. you know we were surprised to see him kind of frail and stuff. But then he was in great spirit. He was funny. He talked about his experiences. So that was a great interview. And we'd have to do it in out. We did it in outdoor. That was like um, of the interview that we did in Hong Kong. That was the only outdoor interview that we did, and it turned out great. Nice. Mars cool even gave us a ride back to Kowloon afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was great because the two of them started reminiscing about yep. their films, like because they were also extras on Enter the Dragon, you know, or mm -hmm. you know, Mars did, gets killed by Bolo, but Philip Coe was floating around in the back too. So they had these, but and they and they're both in the Dragon, the hero. I mean, they've done a number of films together, and it was just great to see this moment that, in hindsight, you know, with Philip passing away, and they probably didn't even see each other again. That they just had that one last moment to yes, and we got it on film, and it was just mm -hmm. so. It's very sweet and endearing to watch, and yeah. uh, the great—it's a great bit in the in the the, the doc. And also, I the one thing that I really, you know, what was really gratifying for me was once the talent realizes that we knew our shit, they open up. They, That's right. They would they speak up. They know that we're not there to just praise them, like you know, right. we're not your typical typical Hong Kong interview people that just like the moment they start talking they praise you to death about oh you know i love you this, blah, blah, blah. yeah no yeah. we we were serious we knew our shit you know michael knows his film david knows our film i mean I, I knew a little bit about them so but but yeah i mean once we started asking questions and then pointing out all these films like 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 bruce said wow you know this film too like you, you remember this and stuff so so you know that their respect for us immediately went up and they were nice. able to open up you know like mars talk about bruce lee's you know Pinching, you know, like you know how he trained and stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, like that's not something that a reg typical Hong Kong interviewer would ask or even know. So, yeah. so that, so to me, that was probably one of the most gratifying, you know, experience of doing this. Wow. Well, what a what a what an honor and a blessing to have both of them involved. You know, and rest in power, uh, Philip. Uh, that guy's another. That guy's bad. That's a bad dude. Oh, yeah. Philip Cole's a bad dude, man. He's a bad dude. But yeah. is but is Bronson Lee a bad dude? <laughs> Michael, Michael, help me out here, Michael. What do we? What? Are we, I I have I never even heard of Bronson Lee until I saw the theatrical trailer for well, your documentary. Off, what, what is he doing in that picture? Just to make sure what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> trailer, I think he just got hit in the head yeah. or something like that. Oh. He just got. Oh, he's got to pull something. <laughs> well, Frank will tell you his real name. I don't know who this is. Okay. <laughs> and actually, it's uh, he was he's also you you guys seen um, uh, the octagon with Chuck Norris? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. There he is, yeah, Chuck he Norris's brother. <laughs> oh my God! Wow, wow. So everybody would get everybody would get names. You know, Tirada uh, yeah. uh, was uh, Bruce Lowe, I think. Actually, right? Wasn't he Bruce right. Lowe? Right. Yeah, was Bruce Lowe. Yeah. yeah. Right. And he didn't even know it. Had... He didn't know he was Bruce Lowe. Yeah. Wow! Oh, I, I had to throw it out there. So, were there a lot of Bronson Lee movies? Or no, but I, there was one. That was the only one. But okay. I loved it. It was such a great, great name to tie two <laughs> classics together. Oh yeah, the audience got a kick out of it at Comic Con. They were laughing when he, oh, yeah. like, when Bronson Lee was playing. They were busting up. But I love Enter the Fat Dragon. I still have yet to see uh, the Donnie Yen one. I know that's not a remake; it's its own thing. Uh, but Enter the Fat Dragon. Uh, I, I love that movie. I'm, I, I wish there was a Blu-ray release of that. I really yeah. Oh, you gotta check with Warner Brothers. I, you know, Warner Brothers. Yeah, they have it. Film. Believe me, we want we wanted to get a hold of it. But let's go, Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's, everybody it's watching, spread the word. Get it it, it is. It's one. It's one of those. There's only a handful of 
intentional Bruce Ploitation comedies, that one being the most, you know, Dragon Lives Again is another one, but it's that one is just so it's it, that is Sammo paying his homage to Bruce Lee, but also kind of punching the Bruce Ploitation, yeah. uh, you right. know, <laughs> the the factory at the time in the gut yeah. a little bit. So, and yeah. again, that's the beauty of these films, like, like Michael said, this is a comedy, but still, the kung fu is not parody. It's real yes. kung fu. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so in many sure. cases, this was, and we we both agree that this was probably the best Bruce Partation film. Oh As yeah. You mentioned in the documentary, yeah. Yeah. If we talk uh, about the worst Bruce Partition film, Game of Death, and and the best Bruce Partition <laughs> film, which all fe- we we all felt was End of the Bad Dragon. Well, speaking of Game of Death, uh, Frank, uh, I have a lot of friends that seen Tower of Death first, then they saw Game of Death. And they they're like Tower of Death is the shit, <laughs> like they love Tower of Death more than Game of Death, you know. So yeah, well, I can see why. I mean, you know, first off, when they season, love Bruce, they love Bruce, but the movie, right? The well, scenes, you know, they like Tower better. There's probably almost as much Bruce in both. <laughs> in that that's one. right, sure. Um, but yeah, that's a, I think that's a good one too. That's one of those movies, Tower of Death kind of along the lines of Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, it was the same director actually, where there's a certain tone to it that you literally can sort of sense the passing of Bruce Lee and how sad everybody is that he's passed away. I mean, there are a few movies like that, that again, play into the other chord where I think people go back to them. It's, it's almost like you watch the movie as if it's a, there's even a spot in tower of death where it lapses into a, one of the characters dies in the movie and it laps into a, a sort of um, homage of Bruce, to Bruce Lee, because it's supposed to be Bruce Lee who passes away in Tower of Death. And, uh, and it's almost like they're stopping the movie in the middle of the movie and going, let's do an homage to Bruce Lee and then move on, you know? And it's, it, yeah. uh, I think for that reason, and, and then you've got Yun Wu Ping doing the fight stuff and Roy yeah. Horan's in it, who's, you know, another person we interviewed for the documentary. And, who also passed away, yeah. Yeah. yeah who, like, and, Frank, like, like Frank was saying, legit fights. Legit fight scenes, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was in the Arrow Bruce Lee box set. That that, uh, yeah. There you go. This was there you go. this was not completely sold out. I heard. So yeah. Am I good or am I am I good or am I good? <laughs> <laughs> you are and, good. and both, uh, I believe, there's two different versions of the remastered uh, film. Uh, oh, there's the remastered movie. Tower of Death. In yeah, there, there's right? only four versions on that disc, but uh, the, the Korean cut, the Hong Kong cut international and they and frank time wow. about this on our commentary because we got we got to do one of the uh, commentaries on there but they are very specifically different you know you've got the korean version which doesn't even want bruce lee involved in the film it's all yep. about kim Jung. so then when you watch the american and the international or more like you know the hong kong releases they're trying to make you think bruce lee is in the beginning of it and so they even have different shot scenes for the one and there was they Insin Yoon, Roy Horan told me that Insin Yoon thought that they had a bunch of fight scenes from Enter the Dragon that they were going to use in this film. So you can see where he thought the fight scenes were going to go by the way he structures Kim Dae-jung's wardrobe and the sets. Because there's a whole sequence in the uh, Korean version that they left in where he's in the tunnels fighting guards wearing Han's geese from Enter the Dragon. And, you know, it's so it's 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 cool. It's a cool movie with a really cool history. <laughs> Yeah, I got to see the Korean version for yeah. sure. I got to get that box set. Everyone out there in yeah. the world has bought the box set because it's amazing. I don't have it. I, I don't have it either, man. <laughs> uh, Frank, Frank's got like thirty copies. That he's know, right? from us. Uh, uh, look That's for me on eBay. <laughs> oh shit! 
eBay. There you go. Uh, but let's keep it going. But yeah, Bruce uh, Liang, man, oh, this, no. this dude is a bad dude. Um, and of course, we all love him in Kung Fu Hustle, of course. Uh, but he's a he's a bad dude, man. How was it uh, interviewing him? Oh, he was great. He was good. Like I said, he was the first one that we interviewed for the documentary, and I didn't yeah. know what to expect. And because I never, like I said, I never done an artist interview before, and he turned out to be so nice and kind willing to talk for hours he just, he just said you know ask me he, the moment we sat down he just said ask me anything he said ask me anything nice and I, I told him you know i'm not gonna ask you any personal question but i'll ask you about movies and he just said ask me anything and so he talked for three hours and and you know and he was very kind he he, he said he's really appreciative that after so many years we still remember his movies i mean he said you know everybody just knew me from kung fu hustle now but right. to have somebody come up and ask me about these movies that i made when i was young He's a yeah. pretty amazing. He's that you know, and yeah. So yeah, yeah, watching him in the old Golden Harvest movies, even Shaw Brothers. I mean, no, Hapito. Yeah, Hapito. Yeah, yeah. He's great and, and classic. And he is like you said. He is bad. In fact, I would almost put him up against anybody because his his you know his skill is actually like top tier level. You know, and you can yeah. tell. And I I think I've even heard a few stories where some people are really still feeling it from <laughs> some of his impacts of his shots, but. uh yeah, he's uh, and of course he's in the Dragon Lives Again, which is one of the the uh, top pinnacle uh, Bruce exploitation movies. Yeah. Which, by the way, will be getting a touring uh, and a new restoration. So keep your ears and Sweet. eyes peeled for that. Mm-hmm. Copy that, Bruce Lee. Oh gosh! Uh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He well, Frank and I. You know, one of the things that I know Frank and I loved about Bruce Lee, to be honest with you, he was the one that we could not get six years ago mm-hmm. for the documentary. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know this. The documentary was already cut and ready and had been submitted to film festivals by the time he came along and finally said, thanks to Frank's like beating it up for forever. Um, finally said, okay, I'll see you. I'll, I'll interview with you guys. Yeah. And so there was a little bit, we were all kind of like, damn that Bruce Lee. Finally, we were like, oh, scared. We're going to lose him. Yeah. We got to see him. That dude was so cool. Mm-hmm. So nice, so kind. I know we keep saying this about these guys, but it's been true. We're not doing it to pamper him. He was, and the great thing about him was he remembered each movie. Cause you talk to Bruce Lai and even Dragon Lee, they were sometimes being hustled between set, set, set to set. They didn't even know what they were making, but he remembers each and every film. You could say, what about End of the Game of Death? Or what about Bruce Lee's Greatest Revenge? Or what about this? And he goes, oh yeah, I've shot this here. We did that here. So that was a real great thing about Bruce Lee. Was, yeah, he know, has no. a photographic memory, man. He yeah. remembers wow. every movie that he made. He's like, like Michael said, this game of title, he tell you all about that film. And like I said, and again, that he was the reason why this film took so long to make because we were holding out for him. We first saw him, well, we approached him all the way back in you know early 2017. And then I bumped into him at the Hong Kong Film Mart. That's right. In March of 2017, me and my wife, Vivian, who's also you know a co-producer on the film, we talked to him for, we, pers- we tried to persuade him for an hour trying to do the interview. Wow. He kept saying, later, later, now is not the time, blah, blah, blah. And then even we even said, well, you know what? I mean, at the very least, can you just do an audio interview? Like, just do audio. Right. He thought about it. And he, again, he like you can tell he hesitated. It's almost like he wanted to say yes. And then he just said, no, let's later, later. And then, so every few months, me and my business partner in Hong Kong, Jeremy, who's again a look producer, we would just chase him regularly. He said, hey, you know, we're still interested in doing an interview, blah, blah, blah. And he said, later, now is not the time. And then all of a sudden this year, 
like like Michael said, we ready to submit the film for to to Tribeca for submission, and we basically kind of gave him the last like <clears throat> we gave him a, we message to him. We basically signaled to him that look, this is the last chance. You know, you, you, if you don't, you're not gonna do it. That's it. No more. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna bother you anymore. Right, you, right. This right. is their last chance to be involved in this film. And to David's credit, he cut. You know, he <clears throat> he took out that segment where we would have put Bruce Lee in it had he not been involved. We sent it to Bruce Lee, let him watch it. We said, when we told him, so you know, in case you know, this is what we have for you if you're not going to be in this. He liked it. He liked that footage that David edited together. All right, all right. And that's why he said, okay, well, let's do it. And everything was like arranged in two weeks from he saying yes to us getting him in Hong Kong took two weeks. Yeah. Wow. And what, that. what was even cool about that in a sort of a Philip Coe style event, when we went out there and we were interviewing, he brought a little his little entourage, his wife and a couple other people with him. One of the people he brought with him and had a mask on and was helping bringing tea to everybody. And I started looking at Frank and I go, Frank, I think that's Chang Dao. Kong, if anybody knows who Kong Do is, Chang Dao is he's, he's known as. He is like Philip Coe. He is the bad guy in every movie. Yeah. And we're yeah. going, that's not him. Frank's going, I don't think that's him. I go, I think it's him. And I was remembering when last time when we were going to see him seven years later, they said he's in China with Chang Dao. Like they were mentioning that they still work together. And I thought, and then sure enough, he pulls his mask down and Frank and I were like, that's him. <laughs> and he, we missed a, an opportunity because we should have interviewed him, I think. I mean, we just, we were in, our, everybody was in a hurry. And we had to get through because he would have been, but we, you know, you'll see pictures of him. Great guy. Super nice. I got him to sign my posters. Him and nice. Bruce. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. Oh man. How epic is that? How epic. Yeah. But I'm so glad it worked out and you got uh, uh, Bruce Lay to be in the documentary. <laughs> and I can't wait to but we can't it. wait to watch it and uh, yeah. to hear what he has to say. He was the yeah. last obstacle, and so yeah. it was my personal mission to get him. You yeah. know, and I told David, I said, you know, I'm not going to give up until I get him. And right, right. So to be able to finally get him for a documentary is like, oh boy. Nice, nice. Yeah. Copy that. Yeah, awesome, awesome. The more, the merrier. Plus, it flushes out the documentary, making it even better. And we have a documentary question here, uh, Michael. Well, yeah. will it be screened at the Vancouver International Film Festival? I don't know when. There are some, there is. Is some, we haven't announced all the festivals yet, okay. but I can tell you that there's a likelihood it'll be in Canada. I just can't say where yet. <laughs> Pretty soon. Okay. Um, but uh, right now we've got the UK coming up. They just announced uh, France and Spain, I think, were the only other two that they've announced right now. But uh, Or no, that's not true. Austin, Texas. This but, is yeah, amazing. Can- coming uh i just can't i just can't say yet where but you okay keep yeah i'll keep you in the loop michael will keep me in the loop i'll keep you guys in the loop for sure yeah, that's 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 amazing all over the world man keep it going keep it rocking and rolling more people yeah see it and I appreciate these movies uh but yeah let's speak uh speaking of keeping it rocking and rolling what michael's boy right here what uh, dragon lee look at that you know we took it took a, us a while to get him too we were using a Korean intermediary from in Hong Kong, who was again my Hong Kong business partner. You know, he works with my Hong Kong business partner. So, you know, it took some time for him to finally convince Dragon Lee to let us interview him. And he, when he said yes, he was telling us, "Yeah, one hour. We'll give you one hour." So wow. I told I told David and Michael said, you know, he said yeah, but you only have one hour. But then I guess Dragon gave them more than an hour. <laughs> Dragon, cool yeah, Dragon was cool. In fact, Dragon actually. 
you know, you, you, you go as custom area there. That was just actually taken a, a month or so ago. Cause I went back and uh, was with him at the screening of the movie. That's Asia um, premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, I can't tell you, I, I mean, it's just talking about it. I'm trying to like be cool and be all, but I mean, it was like the fanboy came out of me, <laughs> me guys. I like melt. This was, that was the first time we met him. And, uh, when we went to what Frank was talking about, he actually refused the money. We were getting ready to pay him money. He's like, no, it's okay. He just had wow. such a talking to us. I gave him, and both times I've gone back to, I've given him like tons of posters that I've had of his movies since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he just fawns over him and it's great. And he's, he's, um, I went to dinner with him and his family and, you know, he just kept calling me your brother. You're my brother. There was one time where I was, we were walking to the, the restaurant and he was going to meet us there. All of a sudden I'm hearing, yelling in the street i'm hearing michael 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 i'm turning there's dragon lee driving his mercedes and i'm going <laughs> dragon lee's calling me out i love it in the streets <laughs> of south korea oh um, that's anyways, awesome man. great guy yeah 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 it's it's uh he was another thank god we got him and it was funny because i was actually before meeting him i was hearing all these rumors he was like the most mysterious of all of them like people going oh he's in the mafia he's like just like the the south korean mafia he's like this and I was yeah. like, we all were nervous to go talk to him. We're like, just everybody be cool. Maybe nothing will happen to us. We'll get out of here alive. And he was ended up being the most jovial, kind guy you ever met. You know, awesome, awesome. That's how cool is that, man? You're living the dream, Michael. You're I'm living the dream. You that. and Frank, you're both living the dream. Yeah, Dad, I'm actually uh, ready to die now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. We need you. We need more okay. great content. We need more great content. Uh, but speaking of great content, let's take a look at this real quick. 사진 안 찍어야 돼. 그럼 박수를 치라고 못 하겠어요. 왜냐면 사진을 찍어야 되니까. 오. 오케이. 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 It's not that's not in the documentary, but yeah. you will at some point see it in some home media version right. or another of something. But it's why I wanted to bring this up is a little tease of it. He starts talking about his career and being away from his family, making these movies. He literally breaks down and starts crying on stage. I mean, oh, it was yeah. so emotional for him. And everybody's like putting their head. He was he loves his family. And I think he was just feeling like there was, he put so much into his career for a while. And he was just, but it was just to see that humanity of him. And, yeah. you know, cause there's picture him as like we said, this big muscular, powerful Bruce right. Lee and guy, he really is just a, he's a real sweetheart. Even his, his son was telling me, Oh, my dad, he's like, a, he's a softie. He's a softie. <laughs> yeah. And that's also another reason why Bruce Lee also left the filmmaking. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it because it's a documentary. Oh, again, okay. it's a family. Reason yeah. He has, to stop. Right. he has to stop at the height of his career. You know, so. Wow. Is but that, yeah. a re is that why he wasn't in clones of Bruce Lee, the movie? Or is that another reason? The, the movie, The Clones of Bruce Lee? Yeah, he, yeah. Well, actually, I don't, that's, no, he was still working after that. He was supposed to be in it. They were trying to get him to be in it. There's, in fact, there's an advertisement for them when they were going to production in the variety trade that has yeah. Bruce Lee in the, in the, um, in the uh, announced cast. But no, he just, uh, it was, as Frank says, you'll see in the movie, it comes up, he had some hardship in the family and he, oh, he left. Yeah. He had a hardship just doing those movies. I mean, he's, he he told us off camera. He was there was a couple of sets where they he was getting his life threatened to finish movies. You know. So, oh my god! I don't think oh his goodness. his experience of doing movies is quite the same as everybody else. Like mm -hmm. he's 
He's if yeah. you watch Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, there's a scene at the end of the movie where he's you know, playing Bruce Lee and, it, and they're talking about how they're coming up with all these scenarios. Well, what really happened to Bruce Lee? And they kind of give you a couple different scenarios. And one of them is he's still alive and he's going off. And he's going to return in 1983. And there's a shot of him. And he's got like a hobo stick and a pack and he's like walking off into the, the wow. forest. But that image of him is so much who I see him as now. He's the guy. Gotcha. Who, he trains people in a park. You know, he's got a, a physical therapy studio by the park. Yeah, that's Frank and I when we went back to the second time to just go hang out with him. Um, and uh, he's just like, just he's a little, he is the recluse, you know. And, yeah, and I think yeah. he loves Bruce Lee, but I don't quite get the same feeling that he loved the movie industry like yeah. Bruce Lee and Dragon Lee. Gotcha. And, you know. Yeah, well, he was taken advantage of too, you know. In the, in, you know yeah. Yeah. Wow. Honey I, mean, I, did, yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Got to watch that documentary. But uh, he has so many fans out there in the world. Yeah. And thanks again uh, for you guys doing what you're doing and putting this together. Uh, he now knows, you know, he now knows. His, there's so many people out there that love what he's done. They appreciate what he's done. And that's what it's all about. And, you know, uh, you know, it's it's a great thing you guys have done here. Uh, you know, this right here. I love pictures like that. Oh, yeah. There's the whole Kongo gang there. on the right side. That's yeah. Kongo right there. Yeah. On the right Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, oh. yeah, love that. There's the queen. <laughs> There's the queen. There you go. The queen. Shout out to the queen there on the left. Uh, right there. Uh, but yeah, this is what it's all about. Everybody coming together, uh, working hard, putting something together so that everyone can enjoy something special. And this documentary is special, man. People who have seen it. I'm, I'm jealous. People who have seen it have told me about it. I'm like, shut up. Stop spoiling it. You know, but uh, summer guy, I'll get to it at some point for sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, congrats on the success, both of you. Thank but you. now we're gonna say, oh wait, hold on, man. I got really excited there. I got, I got to show Michael because he's God, here. I got excited. Something was going on. <laughs> really quick, it's short. It's short. Really quick before we get to House of Fangs. Uh, here is a, a little snippet of the audience reactions from Comic Con. Oh yeah, okay. it's really short. It's really short. All right, really cool, cool. I'm going to show you two brief clips from the documentary. You guys are the first ones that have seen it. We're going to see this outside the two screenings that we have. So we try to cover all the topics, you know, not just the clones. You know what I mean? But mainly we get all the four major clones and we finally got all four of them. And I thought he's here. So, but we also try to cover other subjects. So the first clip is uh, about um, black exploitation. Black Bruce exploitation. Black Bruce exploitation. <laughs> Jim Dragon Kelly. Jim Kelly, hein, les films de Jim Kelly étaient vraiment le cul entre Black Exploitation et Bruce Exploitation. No, no, you stay here, I'll get back. Do those dishes or something. <laughs> Le mec déjà était sorti tout droit d'un Hunter's Dragon, un physique écorché comme Bruce Lee, il a repris un peu les attitudes, ils l'ont affublé dans, dans certains films, je ne sais rien de, de jogging rouge avec une rayure là sur le côté, qui n'est pas sans rappeler la combinaison jaune à rayure. Euh, je crois même qu'ils me fait faire des mini-chapeaux dans un film. Donc, ouais, donc finalement, ils ont fait des fusions de genre et de genre, mais en termes de production, c'est intelligent. Ok. 
fast dismissed. So that's why class politician is partition. So even though it's being done in the guise of a Bruce Lee film, uses all the same tricks that all the Bruce Blitation films use to make you think, Are you, am I seeing Bruce Lee right now? There's a cowboy cutout of Bruce Lee stuck on the mirror. The double sits down in front of a mirror and they literally just take a cardboard pasting of Bruce Lee's face, like a photograph, and stick it on the front of the mirror. And just and they're like, what? Here we go. Everybody settle down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, there was so much more, but that's all I could, that's all I could get together at this moment. But yeah, that man, they... They laughed. They had a blast. They had a lot of fun. And speaking of, here we go. here's the proof right here. Here we go. Uh, Chong said he was actually there, there at you the go. panel. Look at that. And that clip also uh, showed me that I got to get some progressive uh, glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good, brother. It's a freaking oh, fat samurai guy. We're super nice. Thank yes, you. Yes. He was, he was is- hoping Michael was going to show up. Look at that. <laughs> Michael, we got to get you on next year's panel, brother. Yeah, I do. never have never ever gone. I would love to go, Frank. Next year. Yeah, he just let's like, do it. Know, Frank said I have to sit on the floor though if I do it. Oh damn! Oh no! no, no. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, congrats on the success of the documentary. I had to show a few clips there. They loved it. They loved everything that Frank showed at Comic Con. That's cool. Uh, but, but. What is going on, man? I, I I heard I heard from a little birdie. A little birdie was like, something badass is on the rise. It's 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 festering, it's coming up, it's coming out. House of Fangs, what classic old school kung fu stars coming back, baby, to face some of the new school today. The whole concept is amazing, it blew my mind, and I was like. Man, like, I, you know, we, we got to make this happen, guys. Everybody watching right now. We, the we whole stream, the whole we, stream, if you look below me, all right, the Indiegogo I campaign appreciate that. information has been running the entire stream. We've been doing oh, this man. episode. And we're going to keep it running until we're done, baby. But, hey, how did this idea come about, Michael? I've had this idea for a long time. I just didn't conceptualize it exactly how I wanted to do it. But I had the script that I had started that, wasn't necessarily intended for this but then as i progressed towards it and I, I realized how much i liked it and i started getting some investors involved i was like well i want this these main core of characters which are these chinese characters to be i want to go back and get all these 70s stars that i grew up on that are still viral and active and you know angela mao ying and you know dragon lee and bruce Lee and all these people and every time i'd go meet them for this when we were shooting this documentary i'd say listen I got a project I'm working on. If I, would there be a chance you'd be willing to do this? But the money was right, the time was right, and uh, uh, most of them were like all open to it. But when you come back to America and you're in Hollywood, even if you're going, hey, you know, we want to do this movie, and they're like, yeah, but we don't, we can't afford to pay for these guys to come over. You got to work visas. You got to fly them out. You got to offer them a nice chunk of money to bring them over. So what we're doing is we have an Indiegogo campaign to try to raise the money so we can afford to bring all of them out to do the movie because yes, I want to do this film. We're going to do this film, but the only way that we can do it is if we raise the extra money to get them to come out. 
then we can get this film. So Frank and I, you know, we're, we're going to be producing. I'm going to be writing and directing. We're working with, with we're going to be working probably with uh, Severin. We're going to be working with a company called BCI. Got a number of people that are going to work to try to pull this together. But we needed to go to Indiegogo to yeah. raise the money to bring. So if you want to see somebody like Dragon Lee or Bruce Lay or Don Wong Dao or Angela Mao or any of these people come back in a very cool story. It's a, a really cool. I know I wrote it and you're like, yeah, of course you think it's cool. But I'm telling you, it's a great sort of it's it's Dragon Gate in meets John Wick meets yeah. the Expendables. It's good. It's got some really fun stuff. And I just think it's what's going to make it is having these guys make this one reunion, these guys and gals making this one last reunion this one last swan song and bring it yeah. maybe we'll do more who knows but yeah. at least this once you know yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the amazing well, fact is like these people like these these actors that michael's trying to get together they all worked together back in the 70s you know like, yeah you know they were together so they knew each other so to speak so this would be a kind of cool reunion for them as well but yeah i mean the great story is great it's almost like a little western thing and i love western so oh yeah it'll be cool to see this film you know become a reality yeah but what we really need to do is just get people even if you're not going to invest in it even if it's not your cup of tea please just share it everywhere tell yes. your friends tell anybody because the only way we can make this happen is if we can just raise this extra money to bring them in because otherwise i got to crack my bank open to do it myself and then, I, and then i'll be broke <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know how you know how high interest rates are these days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the the story. Hey, I think it's cool too. So coolness confirmed because samurai guy thinks it's cool, baby. I'm telling you. I mean, can you picture? I'll, I'll give you a little little thing a restaurant run by Angela Mao, who's got uh, you know the waiter is Bruce Lee and the cook is Dragon Lee, and little do you know what their past is. You know, I mean, it, it's gonna yeah. be cool. It'll be great. You know? I mean, I would lose it if, like, you know, uh, uh, Alan Moosey came walking in and he had mm -hmm. to throw down with, with Dragon Lee. I mean, that would be that would be amazing, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Angela is already a, a restaurant manager, so to have her... I know, exactly. She's already a restaurant oh, manager in real life. Uh, her restaurant in Queens, yeah. so to have her in the movie yeah. playing herself, I mean, oh, God, can you imagine how great that would be? I mean, yeah. But before we take a look at the uh, Indiegogo, so that way you guys can see all the all the all the the bonuses, the benefits that you guys get uh, for supporting it. Uh, remember, this just started. Uh, let's check out the concept trailer okay, for House of Fangs, baby.
gonna die. Rise you Yeah, look at me and Frank all ready to go. <laughs> we synchronized, Frank. It was too badass. We had to synchronize together. But yeah, let's take a look at it right here. I'll do a little screen share action. Got me pumped up. Trailer got me pumped. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's what job is. Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, uh, put this on the bottom there so we can blow it up, make it a little bit bigger there for everybody watching. There we go. Everybody watching, this is where you need to go. I put a link in the description box below of the video as well. Thank you, sir. So you can Thank check you. it out more in detail. But we're going to go over a little bit. That's right. We got to get we got to get this up a little bit more. Get it going because the more you add, the more bad it'll be. What's up, Frank? I said we got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving. But yeah, hat, uh, get a shirt, get a Blu-ray, you know, whatever yeah. you can. Come on as a producer. You want to be in a fight scene and get beat up by one of these guys? That's a, those are some of the bigger perks. But come on. Did you did you did you guys just hear that? Did you just hear that? <laughs> you can get beat up by some of the cast. Come on. I think is, I'm going to pay for one of those perks. I want to get. This beat is up amazing. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, but yeah, Michael, talk a little bit about it as we scroll down here. So we have $10. well, again, like you know, these independent films. You know, it's it's you you raise a certain amount of money, and and then the producers just want a certain you know one or the investors are looking for one or two names to anchor the film to. But you know, for me as the the creative fan of these movies, I want to see these guys come in because I believe in the end it's going to be them that's really going to make this thing stick out. And um, and so and Andy, I've talked to Andy, and Andy would love to come on and do the choreography, and Andy oh, and I can do the seals together. Amazing. So having and, and and you know it's great because Andy's been working in the states for so long, but he's got his ties in Hong Kong, you know, like Frank. And so to have him be there and be able to work with them, it'll make it a lot easier too, you know, because he can, the communication will be easier, you know, and yeah. and that kind of thing. So, um. Yeah, I just, it's, I mean, we, I'm just, this would be one of the, pro, I've got a handful of projects right now that are like in the scheme of development and pre-production. And to be honest with you, this is the one by leaps and bounds that has me the most excited. So I'm really hoping we get to pull this off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys just heard what he said. All right. You know, all Andy is going to help with the fight choreography. So we got to support this. Every little bit helps guys. I mean, and this I told, is already mind blowing. And I told Michael, if we get this going, you know, like, we can even try to get like, I mean, we, you know, we talk about having these Asian, the, the Asian Kung Fu stars to play the Asian part, but for the American part, we'll try to get people maybe like, even like Cynthia Rock Rock to come in. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and there a, a lot of what happens is with this, you know, I've been in this business a while now. I've made, and Frank has too, you know, we've made friends with many of these people. So it's a little bit of a like, hey, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Let's come on yeah. and do this. You know, we don't have the bankroll of Warner Brothers to make this movie, or, you know, so we're, we're going to, we're going to do it, but we're, we're, if we can, you know, go to you, these people and I, you know, I've got a number of people in mind that I'm going to go to and, and, um, 
uh, you know, I've already kind of talked to a few of them. And so we can make this happen. We just got to get this first, well, the second step, I should say, done. Right, right, uh, right. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, the film will probably still happen. It's just I want to bring these guys in to make it what I want to see it made into, you know. And, yeah. and Frank yeah. has been such a, you know, he's Frank's another one of those uh, magicians. He's been with his with his other projects. So I know having him on this one, he'll be another magician for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I'm already excited, man, just for the fact Angela Mile wants to do it. You guys heard that, right? Everybody watching right now. Angela Mile is in. Like, she wants to be in this. And <laughs> he's doing the parkography. The scheduling will be the other fun part, of course, because once with the money's in, everybody's agreed the money. It's like then we're going to have to arrange schedules. And But this is why these things can be so costly sometimes, you know? It's right, not just like right. pay, pay $500 on a plane ticket and pay them 100 bucks a day. You know, it's it ends yeah. up turning into quite a uh, quite a handful. Right, right. But we got Dragon Lee here. That's right. The Dragon owner. I, I like that. Angela Mao as the owner. There you yeah. go. There you go. Like, I just like, like how she owns Nambe Hull in Queens. Yeah. Dragon Lee as the cook. Brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, his part, his party is great. There she, she has, is. There yeah, she we, is. we met. I took Michael to a restaurant to see her. In uh, Frank took that picture. And uh, took that picture. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. If I ever go back to the East Coast, I'm going to the restaurant. Oh I yeah, to do it. I have to do it. For oh sure. yeah. Oh man, best. There food. we go. He's in this too. Oh, we'll get him. He's oh, actually the only one, and and he's actually he actually only lives a few miles from Frank. So yeah, he's like the United States. Oh, and how, how exciting! Ten minute drive from my home. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy's this guy's amazing, man. How he's cool! Great. Not, oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, you guys were hanging out, eating, mm -hmm. jealous. Yep. <laughs> now that now look at the styling and the profiling of the hat. Now look. Oh, at he is. He is. A, let me tell you. There's. If there's any one of these, which all these people were talking about, he is the most charactery of all of them. He is like <laughs> so crazy. He's so fun to be around. Oh man. He's awesome. the curly. He'll be the curly of the three stooges. Oh, yeah. per perfect, perfect. Yeah. And then you got uh, okay, Bruce Lay's the waiter. Perfect. Yep. I love it. Love it. Doing some chucking right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dishwasher. Okay, this is this is amazing. This is this is amazing, <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Lee is the dishwasher. That's perfect. And but here's the big one. Bruce Lai. I mean, he's my he's my dream to play this part. This yeah, he's a dream. He's, he's a dream cast. Yeah, he's like a dream cast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like huge. You know, uh, from, from what you discussed, that so you didn't really have the greatest, you know, time uh, filmmaking. No, know? but when we went there, but he's coming back, time, right? And he, but he said I would leave the door open for the right project. You know, but he's okay. I think, it's, I think for him, it's more about. I think he likes the idea of like having this one memory of a movie yeah. that might be something that could be really like i embrace this you know this is amazing yeah, so yeah. see this is how the fans can give bruce lie a happy ending yeah yeah anywhere but you know in the yeah. film in the film industry anyway yeah, yeah. come on fans we got to make and, it happen and yeah hopefully there might be a chance for us to go and actually see bruce lie in person again so by then We'll we'll talk to him again, okay. again about this project. Do more going, yeah. So so technically, uh, not including the documentary, if he comes back for this, he's kind of in a way coming out of retirement. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for him. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, Bruce Lung obviously still works, and and right. uh, you know, Dragon Lee actually even still does a little work, and Bruce Lay too. So Angela Mao and and Bruce Lai would be the two. And if we bring Don Wong Dao in, you know, he would yeah. be another one that hasn't been working for a while. So. Oh, this is amazing. I mean, we, 
Yeah. I mean, Go Bruce Young is 72. He's making two movies in October. Can't believe it. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. He's still yeah. Bruce Young is still very popular in China. Again, thanks for coming. Yeah. 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 But we got to make this happen, guys. Yep. Uh, he's If he's willing, we got to do this. This is this is just a love letter just, just to classic Kung exactly. Fu movies in yeah. general. And, and you get people like Frank and I on it, and you have like Andy who loves these movies too. It's the whole idea yeah. is it with people that actually know them, know the movies, know the modern audience, and be able to tie it all together. Because you can pull them in, stick them in something, and they, it just might be a waste, you know. But I guarantee right. you, how the story is structured, it, this would be. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like praying. I'm praying. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is this is so good. This is so good. I'm trying to find the, um, here we go. House of Fangs is an action film that will update the classic Hong Kong style Kung Fu movie in modern America, bringing back to the big screen some well-known stars of the past. Fan favorite movies to be paired up with contemporary action stars and filmmakers of the West. So that, again, for those of you who are just now showing up, uh, that's the basic plot uh, synopsis, the idea for this uh, awesome idea. And, Right here, rounding out these Eastern legends will be a crop of current Western action stars of the last several decades to create a memorable climatic, excuse me, cinematic clash, merging the cultures and generations and an action film to combine the best of both worlds. Think of names like Dudikoff, Mark Dacascos, Scott Atkins, Dolph Lundgren, and Lorenzo Lamas sharing the space, screen, and blows with these pioneers of Kung Fu cinema. Our goal, once financed, will be to assemble the most original cast and performers we have seen in a very, very long time, spanning generations and cultures across the world. But this will all partially depend on the enthusiasm of you, the fans and supporters. Yeah, oh, so I should have had you read the trailer. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I am available for any future. Uh... I can say, great boy. Yeah, man, I'm always here for you, brother. I'm here. But yeah, this <laughs> again, guys, this is important because you have actual people, like real fans, like Frank and Michael, who know they they know their shit. So this is you know this is going to be a good movie. You know this is not like. Some someone tosses random idea to a whole bunch of producers and directors and filmmakers that don't know anything about the classic kung fu cinema. You yeah, there's like the line that you see in Comic Con all the time, like for fans by fans, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, this is perfect. What would you use uh, Miles uh, Restaurant? <laughs> no, it is. We'll, we'll be shooting this most likely either here or in Arizona, depending because of the location. But yeah, that uh, we would uh, have to bring everybody's got to. That's part of the expense. We got to bring everybody to California. Right, right, right. No way can we shoot at her restaurant. You know, you know, fat. Her restaurant is so goddamn busy. When oh. we went, when we went to her restaurant on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. even available to chat to us until after three o'clock. That restaurant is nonstop busy from the from the time they open till three o'clock. Wow, amazing! I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, but it was a fun thought. But who knows what will happen in the future, right? Yeah. Uh, if we could, if you guys could film there in the restaurant, that'd be fun. But here you go. Here's some perks, guys. Uh, Beggar so perk. But yeah, check out these perks when you guys get a free chance. Uh, look at this. You get a. You get a House of Fang shirt. I would love one. It's got to be like 5X, though, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. One special. One special for you. Yeah. Woohoo. I'll, I'll wear it and sport that for sure. 
Think yeah, please official... everybody check, just check it out and share it. I mean, that would be yeah. Task Force. That's huge great. enough too, guys. Official crew shirt. You get a crew hat. Look at this behind the scenes content. The Blu-ray of House of Fangs. Look at that martial arts book and script. Look at that making of the book. There you go. Personal video from a star. I mean, this is all amazing stuff. Guest host on the Clones cast. There we go. Autographs. Look at that. There you go. And a thank you credit. So you can be in the end credits at the end. You can. Oh, look at that. Amazing and worth it. Oh, you have a video call with Michael Worth himself. Why oh, not? Definitely yeah. worth it. <laughs> hell yeah. Limited signed poster. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Associate producer's role. Check that out. They can watch a fight. Look at that. Want to explain that in a little bit more detail for people watching. That's just that. uh, you. We we're gonna have a, a perk where you can actually. You don't want to necessarily be on camera, but you want to kind of come out and be one of the VIPs and spend a few days. We cover your hotel and the nice. food and all that, and just make you can sit on set and watch and be a part of it. Look at that, guys. This is amazing. You can be a walk on, even more amazing. There you go. Yeah, if you don't want to fight, you know, if you're not somebody that's skilled, you want to just Yo. come and be in one of the scenes where maybe Dragon Lee serves you a bowl of noodles or something. Yo. You know? Be an assassin, guys. Come on. This is amazing. How cool is, how cool is that? <laughs> Come on. This is amazing. Be an assassin. Uh, oh, executive producer's role. Oh, look at that. Nice. Yeah, that one's, a, that one's a big one. Yeah, that's the big one. But uh, even if it's if it's big, generous, or if it's small, it's still generous. I mean, if you share it, it's still generous, guys. But we yes. got to make it happen. House of Fangs, baby. Let's do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. And I know uh, I could talk to you, these gents, all day. But it's, what is it, 3 a.m. where you're at, Frank? I'm on the same time zone as you, man. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing around with you. I'm just messing around with you. Uh, but this was such an honor to have you here, Michael. And Frank, always Thank an you. honor to have Thank you back you. here. Uh, but, yeah, make sure you guys check out the documentary. That's right. I'm. A, it, it, will there be a physical media release? Yes. Okay. Physical media towards the end of the year. But, yes, you will see one. Okay. I will be buying it. That's right. Yeah. And, and, gotta... and, and you know, not only is there going to be a physical media release of this, but you'll be seeing it surrounded by other good things. Let's just put it that way. So just keep your eyes peeled. That This, this whole thing does not end with this being released on home video. So plenty nice, more to nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, and make sure I'll you guys check it out. We're good. It's 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 under construction. It doesn't have the links to buy them yet, but it should within the next week or two. Bruceploitation.net. Okay. Is where you go, and you can get links to buying the art book, the which is a, all the posters that from these I've collected for my the first at least the first part of my life that have now been high scanned in a coffee book, high, uh, like a so you can look at each poster in a full page. Yeah. And um. And then we'll be also linked up to the book that I've been working on for 12 years that'll be in, available at the end of the year, too. So. Oh, amazing. I'm looking forward yeah. to those books, for sure. But yeah, this was this was a blast. It was awesome. Uh, Michael, make this your second home, brother. Thank this you. Second thank home. You. Yeah. Don't go car, anywhere, Michael. Of course, it's first home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Tell yeah, hey, man, what do you expect? You can't do anything. <laughs> Oh, don't go anywhere, Michael, but all you guys, thanks again for hanging out with us today and going back in time, talking about action movies, classic kung fu, martial arts, all that good stuff. Share House of Fangs. Get that campaign out there. That's right. And 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 support it. And if you're new here and you've enjoyed yourself, go ahead and like, share, and subscribe to the old 
samurai guy. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Before we wrap it up, Frank, someone uh, asked a question earlier. Can you spoil anything about the Bruce Ploitation box set coming, movie box set coming? Can you give us a little thing, anything yet? No. Or not yet? Don't get in trouble. Okay. Don't. No. no. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get an email from Severin and say, you're fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh tell goodness. you this, though. Frank and I are working on something. Let's just oh, yeah. that. Nice, nice. I can nice. tell. I can also tell there'll be tons of extra. We actually shot quite a lot of extra features while we're in Hong Kong for the box set. And there'll be some nice little like location stuff, you know. Yeah. And I literally just walked out of the office yesterday with some really interesting things that were will be falling with it. So it's cool. Yeah. Great. I'm telling you, this is a great year to love these films. This is, and this is, this is the birth year of Bruce Ploitation. The year yeah. Bruce Lee yeah. died is the year, and so it's the 50th anniversary, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Why no, it's... no, you will not be disappointed once okay. this box set comes out. Promise. Guarantee it. Guarantee yeah. it. Guarantee it. I guarantee yeah, it. You like the <laughs> way you look. I guarantee it. Oh, 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 all the younglings right now are going, I have no idea what, what, what that's from. <laughs> it's all good, but I got it, Frank. I got it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of fans, uh, a lot of people I know are really excited for this box set. They keep asking me. I'm like, I don't know, but I tried. But you got to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. That's right. But uh, thanks again for watching, guys. Michael, don't go anywhere. Frank, don't go anywhere. See you guys on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye.